0: In your holy name we pray, amen. Um, So, abide. Okay, so last week and the week before we started our series, but we went into the book of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. And I'm going to read through that uh, pretty quickly because there's a a certain scripture that I want to pay attention to, but it's the book of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser." Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it, might, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In verse 11, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Okay, so the definition and the way we walked into understanding what abide means is, is this uh, statement here. It's, it simply refers to the moment-by-moment experience of walking in harmony with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean, walking in harmony Okay, walking together. If you're walking next to someone, I always joke with Vanessa. We, when we walk some places, sometimes I feel like she walks into me. <laughs> like I'm trying to walk forward, and I feel like she just kind of, and I'm like, what? Like, why are you, why are you running into me? Like, so I kind of have to like scoot her over a little bit. Nani says, because she loves you. Yeah, yes. It's true. She just wants to be close to me, so she just gravitates towards me. But it's funny because I'm like, Can, just, just walk straight, you know, like, just straight line, you know, right over there. But. What I'm saying is that in harmony means that you're literally walking in like a synchronized movement. You're walking together in a forward motion, both going in the same direction. There's nothing that, you know, uh, uh, stops the walk, gets in the way. Uh, that's communion or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is without any unresolved offenses that are disrupting that harmony. So, for example, have you ever seen a... You, you know what body language is. We all know what that is. Okay. Body language, right? So if you're walking or you're driving down the street and you see a couple and they're walking together, you're going to say like, oh, they're walking. They're okay. They're in harmony. But if you see that couple walking and all of a sudden one of them turns and goes like that, right? It's like, oh, they're arguing. Dang. Then you roll down the window. You try to listen. And <laughs> you're like, oh, get them. <laughs> you know, so what I'm saying is that you see that, right? That body language. But they don't, you don't even have to know what they're saying. You can simply see that if it's not walking or going together in harmony, there's something there that's wrong, okay? A literal definition for harmony is to accept, or for abide, is to accept or act in accordance with. And we talked about last week that you and I are not called to make fruit appear. We're not called to, uh, like, for God to do a work in us is, is not, we don't have to force God. We don't have to tell God, Do something. That's not our job. Our job is to abide, to walk with Him. Okay, so we don't have to be something right away. And I talked about that. It's, it's a pro- progressive movement as we're walking in, in unity, in harmony with the Lord. He begins to teach us, challenge us, change us, get our perspective right. Okay, all that stuff. Okay, we are called to abide in the vine. You can rest your hope and trust in the help that God is not going to ask you to do something that only He can do. That's a good thing. Like your your prayers, your hopes, some things only God can do. It's It's not on you. You don't have to change it. You can just walk with Him. Lord, help me, right? So the other thing is fruit may grow on us and people will see God in us and working through us so that those around us will be nourished, so that those around us will be better off. For example, if the Lord uh, is not working in me, I can be uh, short-tempered, I can uh, be angry, uh, you know, just snap, like Vanessa's like maybe, you know, hey babe, can you roll the window down or, or something, I don't know, and I'm just like, why you know, stop talking to me, I just react, you know, angrily, <laughs> it's like, I just ask you to roll the window down, you know, like, that's, that's when God's still working in us, right? We don't have to be perfect. God is working us. He's teaching us. And then he'll tell you, you spoke harshly. Apologize, right? He's working in us. What is produced through us is not just for us. It's for those around us, okay? So in verse 9 of John 15, it says this. And this is, I would ask somebody to stand up and read this passionately and loudly. John 15, verse 9. Anybody? Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. Okay. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. So what does it mean, right? to walk together in harmony, to move forward in the same direction, with the same perspective, with the same mind, in love, okay? What does this mean? Again, it's the moment-by-moment experience of walking in harmony with the Holy Spirit, that is, without any unresolved offenses. So what does it mean to abide in His love? Okay, to know this, we must first understand what love is. Now, I'll say this, that most of us are influenced, are taught, are given over to an idea, or, or concept, or perspective of love that is popularized by pop culture, right? It's movies, music, uh, paintings, um, uh, carvings, whatever you... Uh, popular culture has shaped a lot of what we think love is. Um, and because my wife's in here today, I'm using her as an example a lot. When we were dating, she she loved the movie The Notebook. Okay, and then we got engaged. And that was like, she, she was like, I, I think it's a great movie. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're engaged right now. And I was like, you mean to tell me you love a movie in which the guy who's engaged to the woman Goes with a, she goes with a guy who she's not engaged to, and you love that movie? I was like, that makes no sense to me. You know, I think it's a horrible movie. <laughs> As a matter of fact, she's a horrible person. She's engaged, and she cheats on him. He's like, but it's romantic. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> so what I'm saying is this. There's these perspectives and thoughts on love. And I'm like, and, you know, obviously it was just me messing with her. We're married. We're fine. We're okay. We made it. we got married but what does it mean to abide in his love to know this we must first understand what love is it's not defined from a movie not defined from a song and not defined from even a holiday right scripture teaches us exactly what it means now this is something that you could i would say this you could not be a christian and read this and say, like, I, that's, that's good. That's helpful for human society. But we're reading this understanding these, this definition of love comes from God. Okay, so we walk not in the definition of the world, but in the definition of the Lord, of God, our Father in heaven. Okay, so we're going to go into the book of First Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we're going to read 1 through 13. If I could have two people, uh, I want somebody to read 1 through 7, and the other one to read 8 through 13. So two people, 1 through 7, and 8 through 13. Okay, Melvin's 1, 1 through 7, and Martha, 8 through 13. Okay. Thank you. So in verse 4, it gives us a definition of love. Now, this is, if you're going to compare yourself to anything when you're trying to figure out, am I acting in a loving way? This is the definition. This is what you compare yourself to. Okay. First off, love is patient and kind. Those are challenging in themselves. <laughs> right? We all get angry. We all have emotions. Things are difficult. You know, um, we we get mad at each other. And we're not just talking about in America. We're talking about in life, right? You have a family member, a friend, a neighbor. Love is patient and kind. You know, some people, you're just like, man, there's other countries to live in. You know, like, (laughs) love does not envy or boast. That's, that's an, an interesting one, even in our conversation. Love does not envy or boast. Envy is to, like, desire what they have. Or boast is to say, look what I have and what you don't. Love does not envy or boast. That, you know, that's, that's, a, whole <laughs> that's a whole industry wiped out if, if we define it in this way. Love does not envy or boast. This is social media, man. This is how it, it drives right? Influencers are influential because they boast, they, they present something that they think you would desire, and so you go after it. You're like, oh, I got to get that shirt, I got to get that, that, you know, whatever, that, that car, the, the money, whatever. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. Arrogant or rude. <clears throat> think about that. Arrogance is the, basically the person who gives no thought to what they're saying and the effect it has onto another person. Rude is intentionally being mean, right? Where you're just, you, someone's talking, you just cut them off. You know, like, that's rude. My daughter's in that, she, she learned that word rude. So she's like, that's rude. <laughs> it's like, like hey, Mia, yeah. she's like, that's rude. It's like, I, I just said hi. <laughs> and she's, she's still learning what it means. But... It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Now, that's, that's a hard one because uh, there's a, I sent, I sent my wife a little video for Valentine's and it said uh, um, that I, the, the video basically is a joke. It's a guy and above, he's sitting down and he looks worried and then he kind of calms down because it says, when you realize you don't have to get your wife anything for Valentine's because she's married to the greatest gift she'll ever have. <laughs> so I sent that to my wife, joking, of course, right? But it's, it's funny because it was like, it, it, it does not insist on its own way. But when people are self-centered, it's my way or the highway, right? It's only my way. When you're self-centered, it's like, I have the greatest idea. It is not irritable or resentful. I mean, that's convicting. It is not irritable? What? We can't get irritated? <laughs> or resentful? It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And then it says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes All things endures all things and these are the definition of what love is as scripture teaches us and the reality of this is if we're going to compare or look or contrast ourselves to what anything it should be this how do I learn to love others you got to first understand what love is what does it look like it's here it's defined it's clear so are we living like what the scripture teaches us Right. Even as parents, as parents, we we love our children. I, I love what um, uh, I mean, there was there was a worship leader there. His name's Joe Pringle. Um, he's planting a church in Orange County and he shared his story of how he was abused as his father was pastoring a church and he was abused as a child and how it broke him he hated God, he hated the church, he hated pastors, he hated people in ministry, he wanted nothing to do with the church. He said it got so bad, he said it was almost 10 years that he was uh, in addiction, and he said it was, it was almost like he would view uh, alcohol as, you know, I'll I'll be an alcoholic because that's not as bad as the meth he was doing. He said then I'll I'll just do cocaine. He says it's not a hard, hard drug. So he said for 10 years, he was this addict running away from God because he felt like you know, these things were so broken. But you read this scripture, it says love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And you hear his story of how his family just prayed. And they prayed the promise. They prayed the hope that, that man, he, he's broken right now, but there's a hope that we have, right? And that's love, hopes all things, endures all things. Another pastor said how he would pray over his son who was in addiction. And he said he used to pray these big prayers of like, you know, God deliver him. And then it changed into God, just keep him alive tonight. Like he, he was enduring this thing. He was just praying the whole time. And, and that's love. And, and we cannot define it from any other place. It has to be defined from Scripture. So we read that definition Of love. And then it closes with this in verse 13. It says, So now faith, hope, and love abide. Okay? What is our definition of abide? To walk in harmony with the Holy Spirit. That is without any unresolved offenses. So faith, hope, and love abide, they go together. They go together. You can't have love without hope. You can't have hope without faith. You can't have faith without love. They go together and they go with the Holy Spirit. You can't have those things without the Holy Spirit. So you have a moment when you're saying, like, I don't even know if I'm a Christian. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But if you have faith that, man, I, I think God can do this thing. I hope that we're going to be Okay. You know, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. You can't have those things without the Holy Spirit. So these three things walk in harmony with the Holy Spirit. They walk in harmony together. Like I said, where you find faith, you'll find the Holy Spirit. Where you find hope, you'll find the Holy Spirit. Where you find biblically defined love, you'll find the Holy Spirit. Faith, hope, and love. But then it ends with, but the greatest of these is love. So love is such a huge part of our identity as christians what does the bible teach us for god so loved the world it didn't say for god hoped the best for all of us <laughs> well, i'm hoping the best good luck for god had faith you know it's for god so loved that means he is patient with us kind to us kindness is unwarranted you know kindness is the very is like this I've seen it in person, and I was like, man, they're a better Christian than me. I remember a lady on a plane one time. I forgot where I was flying. She was just so rude, no manners, demanding. Someone, they, she ordered a, a soda, and her card got rejected. And she's being loud and boisterous and, and like, well, you, you better fix your machine. You know. Like, and she's just entitled. You know, like, uh, like I have money on there. You know, and, and the, the, the flight attendant is like, I, like I'm sorry, ma'am, it's, it's not going through. And she's just rude, ugly, just like, you're just like, oh, dude, just go to sleep. Like, no one wants her talking. And this guy sitting next to her says, I'll pay for her. What? <laughs> I was like, dang, that guy's a Christian. <laughs> it's unwarranted. She was the opposite of lovely. She was the opposite of kind. And he gave her this kindness in this moment. When And I, I almost, it was like an audible gasp from everybody like, what? <laughs> but I'm saying that's kindness. It's unwarranted. It, it's, and it says God. God teaches us about love and what is love. Love is patient and kind. It's unwarranted that God is kind to us. Unwarranted. He's not arrogant or rude. Irritable or resentful? (laughs) It it says, verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In verse 13, so now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. If you will begin to redefine love by Scripture, your whole life will begin to change. And I'm saying like in a real applicable, applicable way where, uh, you know, some of the easiest thing you could do, get that scripture, screenshot it, put it as the wallpaper of your lock screen <laughs> that you would see it every day. That you would be like, this is love. <laughs> this is me going out today. This is going to be a difficult day because I'm looking at what this says and I know what I am. And what I'm saying is, is you... It, define your life by what scripture teaches us that love is, your life will begin to change. And remember, as you abide, you are walking in harmony with the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about the vine, remember? We're saying we're part of the vine. In John 15, right? As I, uh, John 15, verse nine, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, abide in my love. Verse one says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit. Thank you. Bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. So again, we're talking about the definition of, that is in scripture, what we are walking with and in harmony with. So what happens is this. If we read this, we say love is patient, love is kind. Let's just take those two. And we say we're trying to walk as a Christian. And what is harmony? It's walking in step, right? Same direction. We're we're at the same place. The opposite is this. When we're not patient and we're not kind, we're not walking in harmony. We're not abiding in his love. So what happens? The fruit that is supposed to, you know, not just help us, but help others is not there. If you will begin to redefine love by scripture, your whole life will begin to change. I love what uh, just Dr. Michael Madden said, hope is the oxygen of the human soul. If you set your faith in motion, your feelings will follow. Because in verse 13, now faith, hope, and love abide, meaning they walk in harmony. So if he says this, right, hope is the oxygen of the human soul. If you have hope, it's in unity, it walks in harmony with faith. And and then if you set your faith in motion, your feelings will follow. So hope, faith—oh, thank you. <laughs> hope, faith, and love. That's love. <laughs> uh, hope, faith, and love. They walk in unity. They abide together. They go together. Okay. First John 4:16. Let's go there. And someone can read that, please. First John 4. 16. Someone can read it out loud on screen. Okay, so get this thought. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Okay, that is faith. That is the, the, the salvation moment of saying, I actually believe that God sent his son to die for me and to forgive me of my sins. Okay, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. We believe the love that God has for us. God is love And whoever abides in love abides in God. So then we get to the last part, and God abides in him. So we walk in harmony with the Lord from the moment of salvation because we believe in God, we believe the sacrifice, and we walk in harmony because there's faith, hope, and love abide. They walk together And the Holy Spirit. And whoever abides in love, abides in God. And God abides in him. That is the the biggest blessing for us. Is that we don't have to be perfect. We have to accept his love. He walks with us and teaches us. He teaches us how to be patient. He teaches us how to be kind. He teaches us how to not envy or boast, how to not be arrogant or rude. We have to walk with him. Like I said, if you will take this definition of love and begin to apply it to your life, your whole life will begin to change. It will. And I I really want to share that thought that the pastor shared he said he saw a train and he says in the front was faith and all the way in back was feelings And he says as, as faith moved forward the feelings followed and the reality of this sometimes we don't feel like a Christian right oh it's just me just me okay sometimes I don't feel like a Christian and I have the faith to say Lord I believe that you died for me. That even though I'm not perfect, that you're still walking with me. You're, still, you're talking to me. You're teaching me. You're helping me. I'm trying to read my word. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to know you more. And as I believe and I have that faith and that hope and all those feelings, they begin to move forward away from where they were. I'm not who I used to be. I'm, I'm not you know, messed up like I thought I was. Like The Lord's working in me. We walk in harmony with the Holy Spirit. That is, we walk without any unresolved offenses. And, and Melvin, you can come up, and Pastor Mottles can going come up right now, but I want to close it with this thought. In 1 John 4:16, it says, We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. The, the walk away thought today as we're